Good morning, Vernon. Good morning, Devin. Good morning. Hey, I got a little something for you. Um, you know, listening over the weekend to an interview by uh, Tyler, the creator, you know, one of, one of, uh, had one of the best albums of the year out that was just like crazy dope. Um, and I uh, did an interview and he talks about the world and how, you know, he understands and what he had to overcome is understanding that in the world as people, we all live inside of our own bubble. So like what's hot to me, you know, is based off of what's hot in my bubble. So like, you know, he would be on social media and people be like, I'm outside and I don't, you know, I don't hear Tyler when I'm outside. And he's like, he had to realize like that dude might be right. Cause in that dude's outside, which is a very small bubble, like a, you know, one thousand millionth of a percent of, of the world that outside is not playing Tyler, the creator. And, and what he had to come to the realization of is that the world is a big place and everybody lives within bubbles and inside of someone's bubble, you could not be hot. You could be trash, but that's just that person's bubble. So in a sense of for us, like from a business standpoint is you, you can have a business idea that in under one bubble, you know, people are like, man, nobody need that, need that. That's trash, man. It's, it's not worth it. It's whatever. You know, but there's a bubble out there probably for you in this big world. And as long as you find that bubble, you you could be popping somewhere. And, that, and that, that's kind of the gist of it. Well, I think that that's interesting because it's like two of the things that we are like sort of themes on the show. Right. So, um, is yeah, everybody's in their own little bubble. And then also in that bubble, um, we're all the heroes of our own story. Right. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're never like, oh, I'm the bad guy. You're the hero in your own story, you know. And what does that say for, you know, the, the person trying to make a business? What does that say for how they should position and orient their business? Right. So if you're trying to sell me uh, a, a hat or whatever, right, or, or landscaping services, the reason <laughs> we always go back to the guy on, yeah. right, <laughs> is this don't sell the. I mean, sure, you could sell that, hey, I, I'm $15 or $75 or whatever. You could sell just purely on price. But the ideal positioning is if I do this for you, you can do more of what you're good at. That sales pitch is, hey, you know, you could show your friends and neighbors that you can afford a landscaper. Maybe that's the that's the thing that people need to see so that you're the hero in your story. You're the guy on the block that can afford a landscaper. Or maybe it's so that you are more free so that you can produce your own business or do your own thing or spend time with your family or go hiking in the mountains or whatever. Um, that orientation of selling somebody, hey, in your bubble, you're the hero. Sell to that. Don't sell to just like Tyler Creator said, like don't sell to I'm outside for everybody. Because if you do that, mm -hmm. you're, you're not really sending a message, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, and that and that that leads us to like the book itself. That that's the lean startup. That's kind of the the methodology is is find find it. find it, find your people, find the bubble, and and then you know once you find your bubble, you build that thing for those people. 
You know what I mean? And and that's the that's the like the biggest piece of information so far that I'm gathering out of the book is that step number one is you got an idea. Step number two is who is this idea for? And that's it. And that's it. Whatever you got to do to find out who it's for, do it at a, you know, do it. Make sure you don't do it at a huge cost. So Mm -hmm. keep it simple. There's some strategies. Yeah. There's some well-worn strategies. Focus on two people, you know, two customers. You know, keep it simple. But ultimately, the, the number one goal is who is it for? And then once you find who it's for, which could take a lot of different pivot, like this week was pivot versus persevere, uh, batch, you know, and, and those those topics there. And, and it, you know, it talks to the whole process of finding that customer and what the steps are to go through to find them. But ultimately, once you do, you build it. You build it for those people. And like, if you look at it, um, a lot of what the stuff that he's trying to do is a, a lot of what, you know, we, we've kind of seen you guys gradually do at 2400 The Movement, right? So you started with like, okay, we did a spice and then, all right, well, this sort of worked. We got this information over here. All right, well, what if we do releases? Like we do a 2400 The Movement spice each uh, 24th, right? And so like that sort of, you figured out, okay, that's a thing and that gets this sort of reaction. And then you start moving in a direction. All right, well, let's try it. Let's, what does it matter? What happens if we try to make meals? Like, what does that create? What kind of excitement does that create? Um, and you kind of see you guys working through that, like pivot, try a little thing, see what gets a little traction. Okay, try another little thing, see what gets a little traction and kind of working forward, you know, bit by bit. And we see that. And then I guess, I mean, the the batch stuff that we listened to this week, It's so it's chapters eight and nine from the Lean Startup. So- the, the batch stuff so far, I'm not really seeing, I see more at my daily job, at my work, how much we don't do that, right? How much we're not actually just like doing one little thing. Hey man, just test, test a little thing. See what happens. That that's just not our attitude. But uh, practically in my like personal life right now, I don't, I don't have much application of that because I wouldn't make a big product. The product that I'm making now is super small. It won't even be able to make money at first, you know? So Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, so there was, you know, so chapter eight was uh, Pivot and Persevere, which was pretty dope where, you know, the story of just constantly paying attention to what your customers are saying. And, and, your, and that's your development there. That's it. You know, like, don't look at the money. Don't look at the profit that you might make. Like, for instance, right? Like, at the end of the day, a lot of people, when you get into business, you you look at, you know, the the pure dollar amount, right? That's why most people, when they start business, they really try, they, they really go for, like, selling, if you're selling a product, selling something that's high price, right? Because if you're selling $50 things, you know, you get two customers, that's 100 bucks that come through. So you're thinking like, I, I just, it took me a hundred, but two customers got me a hundred bucks. You know, if you're selling a $10 thing, it takes you 10 customers to get to a hundred bucks. Most people are just looking at the hundred bucks as the thing. And I got there fast. And then actuality, when you're building a business, you don't like forget the hundred bucks. The real celebration is 
you just got 10 customers. Right. How did you get, that's the thing that you really want to know is how did you get 10 customers? 10 customers. How did you provide, how did you provide value? How did you put yourself in the shoes of the person and, and to solve a, a problem that they have so that you can then say like, all right, well, this is my subset of people. How do I create, how do I go find yeah. the rest of that subset of people? Yes. Because the whole idea is there's, there's a couple different things in terms of when you're making the decision to pivot and stuff like that is that you all, it's all about how many customers, how many people can you get? Like think of it in this sense, no one pays to follow anyone on Instagram, right? No, no one, you're not paying to follow these people, but for some reason, you know, the, the, this amount of followers on Twitter and Instagram really makes a difference and like how successful a person is going to be uh, far as like financially. Like if you got 3 million followers, you're probably going to be a pretty well-off person that's going to do just fine. There's going to be a way that you can monetize that. And you didn't make it exactly. You didn't make a dollar getting 3 million, like off of those 3 million people. Like you didn't, you, you don't even have to make a dime off of them. But just the fact that 3 million people are willing to look at you makes you makes it whatever you build whatever you build has a very good chance of being successful because you got the attention of three million people well that's the the uh, phrase that i hear a lot is the attention economy right like the 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 value right now is in if you control somebody's eyeballs and thoughts and space and you know they read your blog they listen to your posts they watch your youtube whatever that's the the, what the economy is now. It's the attention of the people, yeah. um, which is kind of, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, <laughs> it's like on the one hand, I'm like, great. But on the other hand, I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah it's, know, dirty. But, it's a little sleazy. Yeah. But I mean, it's weird. Cause like we have a podcast and I'd be the more people that listen, the happier I am. Right. We, I mean, but also we don't look right. So yeah, like, I'd said we don't really know. So, uh, so, but I, I, but mean, I hear like, you. I sort of know, though. but I also don't know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know at all. But, but I think from a business standpoint, cause you know, we always, our running joke is that this is more therapeutic than anything. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's not really, you know, a business thing. It's more of just, you know, us being sane for the rest of a week. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, from a business standpoint, like, I think it's just important to really focus in on not so much how much, but how many customers are you are you bringing to your door? You know, because if you're getting if you're getting enough customers, and even if you profit one dollar off of something that costs, you know, whatever the cost, you just profit one dollar off of each customer. You know what I mean? And you make the work simple as ever to to, to do. You know, basic work that you get a dollar profit off everyone and it takes you seconds to get that, you know, to complete that work. Like think of what you could do if you, if you're able to touch millions of people off of a dollar, off of a dollar profit like that, you know, that's a, we, we talk about the, uh, the thousand true fans thing, right? Yeah. Um, Thousand true fans. Maybe, you know, if you have a thousand, if you have a thousand fans and you can get them to pay you, hundred dollars a month, which isn't that much, right? Especially yeah. if you're providing value, yeah. right? If you can come up with a way to provide value to that, that you're doing really well, really fast. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah. You know, forget a hundred. Like, I mean that, you know, you don't even need a hundred a month, but that, I mean, even if they get you, you know, $10, you know, a week, 
Yeah. Like, like oh, I mean, <laughs> doing all yeah, right. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's right. real money really, really fast. And yes. so, you know, that I think that the, if I, if I remember the story correctly for the thousand true fans, it's the way that it came about is it was about some musician um, mm-hmm. who, like, decided that they were going to do their album um, and pre sell the album to their fans. So rather than have a studio pay for the time up front or whatever, they just sold the album sight on, you know, unheard outside of a record deal. And they had like, I don't know, like a a lot, like 390,000 people bought the album before they ever had it. Right. And so they sold it for 20 bucks a pop. That was a lot of money really, really, really fast. And they you're all of a sudden you're like how did this band how did this small band make 15 million dollars to to make an album that you'd sell digital copies of well it only costs literally costs what it costs to make the record the one time and then to give it to people you just get it to itunes you know like it doesn't cost anything so you know this idea is compelling and powerful and what it takes is it takes finding your people and having something of value to, sh- to show them. So it's interesting. This book, I guess, is more about having something of value to show them and less about finding the people. It seems like so far, right? Because yeah. it's like, it's like, okay, you have a thing. How can you pivot and figure out like what the actual customer actually needs? It seems mm-hmm. like at least. Mm-hmm. No, that's exactly what it is. So, you know, that, and that was what the pivot and persevere. Cause there's a lot of times also where you might need to like, you know, you might need to, slow you know push through and persevere through some things as well like you know maybe you some people want a product to look a certain way and it and it had to be this and you want to take it to like this next stage but the stage that you're in is just like i mean it, it's doing what it needs to do you're having so much success in the stage that you're in so maybe there's no need to change that product Maybe before you change, you need to, like, let's wait and see. Let's see how real is this stage right here. And if it's really what people want, then, you know, we, we got to continue and just push through. No need to make any pivots. No need to make any changes. You know what I mean? So it it's it's really definitely about, you know, once you have a product, like you said, figuring out what do the customers need. And that comes with a lot of things, which is the pivot and the persevere and then the whole idea of the batch how you build the batch is build one you know they, they made a great reference to um envelopes right and they were like yeah, it's a good story yeah it was like you know they had to make a hundred envelopes and one of the ways that one of the thoughts to wait one of the ways to do it was let's fold a hundred of the letters and then once we fold all 100 letters Let's then put them in the hundred envelopes and then let's seal all the hundred envelopes and like this, like three step thing. And it wasn't really an assembly line. It it was kind of like, you know, one person doing each step of the assembly line, but instead of doing it in the order of one, you were doing a hundred envelopes at one time. And he was like, when you're doing, you know, so the problems that come when you do a hundred, uh, a batch of a hundred at once is you, you fold a hundred letters 
And then you don't realize until after you fold 100 letters that the envelopes don't fit. You know, the, the letters don't fit in the envelope or, they, or the way you folded them, it doesn't work or whatever. You know, now you, you then you pack 100 envelopes, I mean 100 letters in the envelopes and then you realize, realize that they can't close with the letter in it. And now you got all this rework, all these things you got to do to undo what you just did. So instead, always work a batch in one. So you take, fold the paper, put it in an envelope, seal it. And if there's any problems, you'll know immediately. And it was just a dope way of thinking about it. Like, you know, you do it, do it in ones and break it down into smaller scales. Chances are you're going to see more of the problems sooner and be able to fix them so that you don't end up spending and wasting a bunch of time and money. Yeah. And the, one of the things that I found really interesting and compelling about that whole story is that this idea that we think one oh, of the, yeah. I, I, lo I love the idea <laughs> that great. I, th that great. I think the wrong thing, but that we think that, Oh, it's going to be faster if we do it this other way. I love it. I love it because I think that I know best all the time yeah. and I'm consistently proven by life that uh, I don't know best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I like love that sort of stuff where you, Oh, this is definitely going to be faster if you do it this way. turns out if you just did it one at a time, Stayed, stayed with it. You'd have, you'd have finished on time. You know, I love that part. Yeah. Well, you know what it is. It's, it's the lesson that you're taught at a very young age that we totally ignore, and we go through life doing the opposite. And that's the whole idea of slow and steady, versus, you know, the tortoise and the hare. That's the the tortoise and the hare. Slow and steady. The slow and steady wins the race always. You know, it's it's like. You know, I tell people every time as I'm leading people is that like, if we just thought more when we did physical work, like you ever notice when you do physical things like these task oriented, you know, things at your job, immediately speed becomes the number one thing that you, you're, you're focused on. It's because you can measure it. Exactly. You just want to do fast. You just want to do fast. When you just do fast, it's kind of like Russ. It's kind of like Russ. Russell Westbrook. When you just do fast, you there, there are situations where you need to have gears. You need to be able to go fast. You need to be able to slow down so you can maneuver through certain things. You need to be able to think. If you're going fast, you're not thinking. You're not like most of the time when you're going fast, you're not thinking you're just going. That is all brute. That's it. That's nothing but bronze. And really, when you're doing like but this made me laugh because it's the way that I am about I'm very meticulous. So I you know, I'm the guy that like at at work, I'm like, let's, you know, look and see what's coming in. We could we could take the sheet and walk the aisle and, you know, actually look at what we need and only bring out what we need. I know you kind of understand the science that I'm talking about. I and do. you know what people say to you, they go, are you crazy? You know how long that'll take? And I'm just like, okay. i tell you what, if you did it, it would actually save you a lot of time. But it would look and, like you're not working. And it would save and, your body and all. Well, and there's this other thing, especially because I know, I know what you do and I know how you work and I know what the job is, right? And, mm -hmm. and the magic of what your job is, is never putting this stuff on the shelf. Exactly. It's never getting the task done. That's not, 
to it everybody breaks it down to fast because that makes sense it makes sense to to wire a person and say like okay get it done quickly um but getting it done quickly can be done by anyone right? mm-hmm. like you can mm-hmm. you can literally just hire and let people go hire and let people go and just only keep the fast people and you would get a result of a lot of stuff gets done mm-hmm. that's not the result that you guys are looking for which is, I guess, an interesting thing. Um, maybe we could go to weekly updates, but you know, I guess that's that's a little bit of what the dilemma is with the sort of uh, the the batch work, the test work, everything about this this book and this chapter, the pivot, the test, the measure, the batch, all this stuff, where you're like looking to tr- test something out. The question is, is okay if the if the if you're testing and you're measuring towards fast. What you're going to get is a product that gets done quickly, right? Mm-hmm. But if your goal is to make something else, you better make sure that you're measuring and testing and valuing and pointing towards that right thing so that you're testing against the metric that you actually want to achieve. And I guess that's what, uh, there's not a lot of discussion in the book about that specific problem, but it's an important problem to think about. Yeah. No, you spot on, man. That's you going to get. You're going to get a just a fast product yeah which is fine maybe if yeah. that's what you want yeah well, i don't know how many customers it's like yeah you know give me the uh fast product that you have there whatever's fast yeah, which i, I guess maybe is that is that even like mcdonald's coffee like even mcdonald's has like i'm loving it like their their positioning is not fast i mean there's the fast food angle of it but you know there's always fast food but fast and hot and yep. you know, like there's still like there's always still something else tied in there. Like you know what I mean? There's there's a you know you come in you get get a get a coffee with a smile get it you know no right. one they're always putting yeah. something else on it. They're not yeah. just selling fast. Nope, no one just sells fast. It's fast is a part of it, but no one just sells fast. And really, it's more they're they're selling efficiency in a lot of ways. It's that. Yeah. We're, 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 you know, and that, that's Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is really, you know, one of those companies that, like, I'm always impressed by, like, McDonald's say they're fast food, but, like, they're not the ones that are out there with their, you know, coworkers in heated tents out in the drive-thru taking orders. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm always impressed by Chick-fil-A because you could, you could see, like, they stand by, we're going to be fast, but how many times have you ever, I, I've never gotten like cold fries. In fact, maybe about twice in my entire life from Chick-fil-A. And I was so disappointed. Like it hurt. Not in the sense of like, damn, I got cold fries. But, but you were like, what's of, going on, Chick-fil-A? Yeah, like what's going on? Like like who's running this one? Like Chick-fil-A, you never get cold anything from there. But just the, like they're, they're so true to what they're about. And that's they're giving you fast service. But they're giving you service where you're gonna feel like a welcome guest. They make you feel, you know, special. They, they're, they're always like smiling. Their staff is really happy. They're, you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. then, when the lines are really crazy, they don't just go, "Oh, the lines are crazy. What are we gonna do?" No, they give their staff tablets, and they have them walk up and down the line, and they give them like a heated tent when there's cold outside, and you see them all bundled up, and they're taking, they're coming to you to take your order. Just so that you don't feel like, oh, my God, beeping a horn at the person in front of you or whatever. Meanwhile, inside, they're getting all your orders ready. So when you pull up, it's just there. It, to me, I'm like, as someone who's like, I get real crazy about 
like running a business. Like that's my thing. Like sure, I'm, I'm like, this is very out. specifically. Yeah. Your, yeah, yeah. I geek out to this. This this is what I geek out to. And, and, and so when I see it, I'm all I leave Chick Fil A and I and I always tell my wife I'm like, yo, they they kill it, man. They kill well, and it. there's there's theater there too, right? Like part oh, of that is sure. the theater of it. It's you want to see the bundled up co- the employee the coming over with the tablet and yeah. it makes yeah. you feel like oh this is this is worth it they mm-hmm. care enough that they're willing to break all these traditional rules about how this is supposed to work and instead they're doing it you know that i, I would actually like to hear a story about how that I, me and you both because because you, you know like the first manager that did that was doing it on a limb yeah I mean, there's traffic out there. They're literally like walking, you know, alongside cars that are pulling. They up got people driving. waving and stuff. I mean, yeah, I don't go to Ch- yeah. I don't go to Chick Fil A like ever. Uh, yeah. but, but you know, I, you you know what I see it. Looks I like. I see it. Yep. And there's this other place. There's this place out here called like churches. I think churches maybe, but it, they sell, they sell fried chicken. And I I see it, dude. The line goes down the street. It goes yeah. literally. It's on the street. Yeah. And I'm like, this is out of control. How, how, how is this? And I'm like, it's theater. It's part of it the is. theater of the whole thing. And you see that in businesses a lot. Yeah. In a lot these days, yeah. which is like, oh, you know, if you're not here in, by noon, you're going to, you know, the, the pizzeria in Philadelphia where you got to call the day ahead to order yeah. your dough, yeah, 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 you know, all yeah. that stuff. I forget the name of that place, man. I yeah, I know what you're talking long. about. It, yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not top of knockers or top of some top. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. 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 But, it's uh, good it's, pizza too. Yeah, right. It's crazy though. It, it's it's the thing that man, you know, fast. It, it, it's only good when it when it comes with something else. Yeah, fast is it. fast is a nice side. It's not the entree, right? Mm. There you go. It's nice. It's French fries. Yeah. You know, it's French fries. But it really you know, is. yeah. Some so, people, you know, yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. So so what do you got going on this week? So we get we got a meme. We got the. Uh, Meeting to go over the jerk seasoning um, that we that we pretty much finished. We got one more taste test to do when it's done, and then we're looking to probably drop on in September. Um, and then we got to talk. We got to talk. We we're in a you know a little spot of potential pivot for us as a business, and just you know one of the things that we're we're, we're finishing up year one, and I think it's time to tie a bow on year one. And going into year two to start focusing on building our business community, you know, that that needs to be the next step, because right now we we've definitely focused on ourselves and trying to figure things out for ourselves and everything. And now it's time to start focusing on how are we building this business community? And with that come some some questions and some challenges of like, you know, what do we want to build that under? 2400 the movement do we want to build that business community under 2400 the movement or is it time to start building more of what our actual business is under which is community build united and start building more of more along those lines um so we're 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 in a spot where we're we're discussing you know the next step because once we start to build this business community we we'll have to ask ourselves if we're building another twenty four hundred the movement that we need to go go own twenty four hundred the movement as an LLC and start building and you know and start getting things in place the right way as we take the next step if we're going to stay as 
you know, Community Build United, then we need to start making Community Build United something that people know. And sure. that way we can start building off of that. Now that we've kind of built our 20 run of the movement brand, you know, we can now start focusing on building the community. Build yeah, community. I guess I guess there's a you're in an interesting like sort of test measure feedback loop now, yes. which is mm-hmm. like, OK, we you have a business that you proved you can do. You can make some spices, right? There's you can go to the website and you can buy one of the 12 or 15 different kinds of spices that you guys have there. You got just to, to my perspective, you got the the bundle box because you know I was on you about the bundle box Mm -hmm. so you have these products that you could sell so that can be its own little thing or and you or you could try to create sort of the banner under that so that's going to be an interesting thing to kind of figure out like what a customers want who is the customer because is the customer Mm -hmm. the person buying a spice or is the customer the person that you know needs some support in the community to build a business those are two different customers. Mm-hmm. So th- those are both interesting, you know, it, it's an interesting path forward, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think, you know, you said it a while back is that you guys kind of have to start actually building the business community. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's been the thing for me. It's like, yeah, but that also comes with its challenges because we have to really decide as a team, what are, what are we what are the requirements? What are we asking of people so that we can we can start looking for those people? Because, uh, you know, we're in a little, you know, there's a, a difference in kind of how that is going to be built right now for us as a, as a team. And we need to figure out as a team the night, the right step and how we want to build that is, is what we need to work on, because that's why it hasn't happened plenty of people and plenty of opportunities but i think there's like you know like for instance one of us is like let's go find these established businesses and build a community through them and offer them like a package for social media content that we can help make through rodney's you know videography and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and you know in theory it sounds good but if i'm an established business it's going to be tough to get like established businesses to look at us and where we are and go, yeah, that, you know, sure, let's go. Now, I'm not saying it can't happen, but if that's our route, we need to like really define our message and what it is in the angle that we're going in with these businesses that are established. Sure. Cause it can't just be, we can't be going in like, yeah, we're going to make you great. You know? And they're like, what? How you can make me I'm great. already great. I'm already I'm like, an established yeah, business. Yeah, and and I'm looking at your page and you got like 250 followers. Like, you know, like eh, you gotta really explain to me how you're gonna make me great. Now, if we're going in and we're talking about this bigger picture that we're trying to, you know, put together here, and we got these goals and these expectations and what we're trying to do, well, one, we need to go in with those things kind of lined up in a very yep. clear view of how we're going to get there because what we're asking an established business to do is to trust that like oh these guys got a plan they're going places and i see right. where they're going you know or where the company that's you know none, none of this has to be exclusive it's more about how you start like how we get our first you know affiliate business in the community is what i'm talking more or less about and that's the thing is the other angle is you go to the people who were us 
then we reach back and we go get the next, you know, community build or 2400 to movement. We, we pull them in to the bring building. in, bring in newer brands that are trying to figure exactly. it out. They're trying to sell a service where they do copywriting or they're mowing lawns or they're exactly. making hats or whatever it is yeah. that they're doing. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and I think we need to like, that's the part of, you know, figuring out the customer is it can't be both in the beginning. It can't be both in the beginning. That's too much. We need to focus in same way from what we're the information we're gathering from the lean startup here is we need to really, because they're not the same customer, you, you know, like our pitch to the reach back and our pitch to the established business that different has, pitch. yeah, 200,000 followers. This is a different pitch. And right now we need to figure out who are we going to be targeting and, and find a starting point. We can always grow into either side, mm-hmm. but who are we going to start with is what we need to decide. And then how will you measure success? Those two, how, those exactly. two kinds of things. Exactly. This sounds, sounds like a good step forward at least. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see. We have to get all on the same page. That's the hard part is this is where the business side is getting on, on the same page. Cause remember if you're talking about the people coming up, you know, they're coming up. If you try to make something that they're going to pay X amount of dollars to get in and be involved in that, that's not the right focal point. And that's also going to be like, like we wouldn't have did that. So why the heck would it, you know what I mean? Like why would we assume like we're going to sell something that we are new startup business. We wouldn't even buy that. Right, you, you don't want to buy mean? anything at that point. Yeah, exactly. Like we're not going to buy that, and we're yeah. we are what we're looking for. We're looking for us, so yeah. we need to think about what do we need at that time, because the the goal is not to just make money. It's to gain. It's to gain more. You know what? What is it called? Attention. You said a uh, uh, audience. The attention economy. Yeah, yeah, attention economy. We need to gain. We need, the whole idea is that we're going to take this business community. I'm going to have 600 followers, and then six other businesses is going to have 600 followers and boom right there. You know what I mean? Right. That's what 6,400 followers or whatever, you know what I mean? And, and that's the idea is that we're trying to just build, um, you know, we're trying to build that 48, by the way, I know people check, check it my bad, <laughs> but yeah, that's the goal is to come. Now we're all bringing the people that are watching us. We're all bringing them to the same table and exposing them to the whole entire business community. You know what I mean? It's the whole make a fist concept. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I'm interested. I'm interested to see how that conversation goes. Like I said, tune in next week, right? Tune in next week. Yeah. <laughs> so all right. yeah, for, for me this week, I got have a, really all I have to do is finish up um, some of this stuff on the, like getting the database wired up for this app. Um, and so I think that we're four weeks away from having, having the app done. The, the, the oh, Shopify wow. app competition. I mean, my, my app, dude, my app couldn't be more simple. So uh, I'm going as lean as lean could go for a lean startup. <laughs> Still, it's literally does the, one thing. It's big for the pot. It's big for the pot, one. though. For, yes, exactly. Um, and so the, I think that the Shopify competition goes for another five weeks. So my goal is to be like tracking the competition and their like targets correctly. Um, so hopefully, hopefully that happens. And again, trying to go as simple as I possibly can, but we'll, we'll see if it, 
see if it goes. And right now, it's kind of you know moving forward little by little. So wow, that's awesome. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. That awesome. you know, I I imagine that what's going to happen is is as I get closer to that five week end, I'm going to get busier and busier, and there's going to be more and more stuff that I have to do. You know what I mean? Because mm. um, that's what normally happens. Like once you have a deadline, like you think like, oh, I got plenty of time, and then by the time you get close to the deadline, you're like, oh no. <laughs> so mm. my assumption is that that's what's going to happen. But uh, it's it's going it's going pretty well so far. So we'll see. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. That that that's pretty big for the pod, man. Yeah, it'll be nice to actually like have officially released something. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it's big, man. Well, so, yeah, next week, well, next week, man. And yeah. you guys know know where to find us. First and foremost, go to the website at theprocessisblackandwhite.com. and also check us out on all your screaming, all your uh, social media platforms. Your all your attention your, economy, yeah, your attention economy platforms. Your 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 Twitter, your Instagram, your Facebook. Uh, and search the process of black and white and we'll pop up. All right. Talk to you next week, Brian. Yeah, man.